This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 278, and uh, I guess we're currently celebrating our five years on Twitter, officially as May 31st, perhaps? If you could woo that. I mean, five years on Twitter, who cares? It's Twitter. But Twitter's awesome. Thank you, Twitter. Uh, my name is Brandon, one of your hosts. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here in the Marking Out Studios, quote-unquote, with Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. How are you doing today? I am doing great. It is turning out to be an alright day. I mean, I thought it was going to be uh, rainy and... I mean, it was Everything. supposed to rain a lot today. Yeah, it's just, kind of. It's just uh, over. Relaxed a little bit. Overcast. Yeah, and then tomorrow it's supposed to be 80 degrees from what I hear. Maybe. Uh, but. From what you hear. Where did you hear that? <laughs> heard it on me. <laughs> it's like I heard it on the news. One my, like, no, one of my friends actually told me. Your friend's a weatherman? Yes. No. Um, actually, kind of. But not different person. Bill Corbell on News 12. You're friends with Bill Corbell? No, no but I know his wife. <laughs> Um, what's it, uh, yeah, enough about me and the weather. How are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. Uh, feel free, purchase t-shirts, markingout.com, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. Check us out on Google Play. I don't know the link to that, it's just go to Google Play and type in markingout. Yeah, subscribe and all of that fun stuff if you subscribe. I don't know. I think you could subscribe uh, to that. Stitcher Radio, iTunes, of course. Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash Markinout as well. Go like us. And yes, YouTube.com slash Markinout11. How was uh, how's your week? My week has been good. Been good getting ready to uh, head back up to the wilderness. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a, a good amount happened this week, but I always forget like everything that took place. Maybe it wasn't that interesting. Well, I know. I, I mean, know. You, you, you finally, now you're using an iPhone. That's like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a huge step. I still have my trusty flip phone right here. Yeah, right? Yeah, I finally upgraded. Um, so that's kind of exciting. What else? We got a pool. We got a pool. What kind of pool, though? Um, it is. It has a zoo, or like a safari around the, <laughs> the border. And wait, wait, wait. Like it's part of like the design, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. like toys that. No, are, no, no, it's part of the design. Like the design is a safari around the plastic uh, edge. Okay. Yeah, I mean you can buy it yourself if you want. Like they have it at Toys R Us, fifteen ninety nine. Well, oh, it's worth it. So what? What kind of pool is it? What do you mean? Like what kind of pool is it? It's a uh, one that you put water in. So it's a kiddie pool. Yeah, but it works. It works. It's like six foot diameter, I think. How how deep is it? Deep, uh, probably I could still drown drown in it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> come on, it's not that funny. Because I, I, I mean, well, did I like steal your joke or no? I just I, like how tall is this kiddie pool that you have in the backyard now? It's like maybe a foot up. 
Is it hard plastic or is it blow up? It is hard plastic. Hard plastic rim in the floor is soft plastic. I don't know. Yeah, soft plastic. Where it, I question how long it's going to last. I feel like it's going to easily be uh, broken at some point. But what are you going to do? You're going to just sit in the pool? Yeah, just lay there and relax in the backyard and chill in the pool. Do you use a float? <laughs> I have to. No, seriously, do you, do you use a float? Is there not, you can't I told my mom that we should buy a float for, there, like, there's, no, there's no. no room for that, right? <laughs> it would take up the entire pool, but I told my mom that we should, just for the laughs of it, but we didn't. But, it is what it is. What about you? Mm. Anything special happened to you this week? Uh, not much. I went to, uh, I went to see X-Men Apocalypse. I know you have yeah, not seen that yet. Not yet. But I look forward to it. It was How, a good movie. Uh-huh. I it doesn't it. seem like they're getting as much hype or anything else uh as compared to the past x-men movies and also with civil war well i don't think still being like well first of all i think the first x-men movie was like a huge thing in 2000 Mm -hmm. and x2 was a great follow-up x3 got like everyone hated that one i liked it for what it was but it was obviously it was like yeah the red-headed stepchild of the films Mm -hmm. but I don't think, like, first, first Class and, like, Days of Future Past, I don't think those were ever as big as the Avenger yeah, movies. I agree with you on like, that. Like, the Disney side, now Disney side of Marvel, like, those was like those were, like, a whole other level. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see Wolverine in, in an Avenger film. I don't... No, it might take years or whatever, but I mean, they finally got Spider-Man. Maybe yeah. Fox could sign off on that or something. That would be great. I um, mean, because the X-Men have so much to do with Civil War and Infinity Wars. I mean, Wolverine is a big part of Civil War. Right. And then, like, you have Cable, who's going to be in Deadpool, who is the son of Cyclops and Jean Grey. So everything is kind of... And then in Deadpool... Like, I don't want to spoil any... Is it spoiling? Or <laughs> it's what? It's it, out. It's been out for a I long mean, time. I mean, Deadpool's been out for quite a Like how in Deadpool, there's so time. many references, like, between uh, X-Men, but then there's references with the Avengers. Because yeah. the place where they... The final battle, it's on one of those aircraft carriers that even, the Avengers Even though on. they won't confirm it. Yeah, they won't confirm it, but it's like one of those... Okay, we we appreciate the uh, the usage... Yeah. Um, and then all of the Wolverine stuff. In the but movie, that like, that Deadpool movie is the side of Spider-Man and Wolverine and X-Men. Yeah. As opposed to Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it would be nice to see Deadpool in an Avengers film too. But. Yeah. I mean, I guess, well, I, I would love to see a movie where all of them are intertwined, but there's no way in hell that's ever going to happen. It's like... Without, like, a character being butchered. I mean, you the thing that really, if you do that, you have to explain Quicksilver. Because <laughs> in Avengers, right. he's not there. Yeah. But well, in... Well... I haven't seen the new movie, so I don't know what... But those him, but Avengers are set in, like, present day? That's the other thing, too. You have to explain, like... Like, it's, sure. it's it's very well explained that, like, Days of Future Past is, like, 60s. Yeah. Uh, or fut- First Class is, like, 60s. Days of Future Past is, like, 70s. Yeah. And then Apocalypse takes place in, like, the 80s. Because then you have... There's so much... So to that's explain. basically explained. Yeah. As- but even still, you have to explain how they're two different characters. One... I mean, he's dead in... 
one, and then he's alive in the other. And then that's the, the thing, like, with... X-Men, where he's living, is 80s. So yeah. that's, like, and not then, a thing. Yeah, and then um, involvement of Magneto, too, because he's the father of Quicksilver. So it's interesting to see where if he would ever fit in with an event. Like, you know, there's so many in- interlapping areas where it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, that's a, like that's. I feel like they should just get over it, and everyone should just be able to intertwine. Yeah. Share a contract. You guys can make money. I assume. I don't know how business. Yeah, works, but then I feel like but... one company wants to make more money than the other, and well, one it's... company clearly is going to be making. Yeah, exactly. More they, money than the other. And then someone else, or the other company, is going to be like, "Well, why can't it be equal? Or we should get more." And yeah, but that's just one never... character sharing the. Nah, I don't know. I don't see it. But enough about all that comic book stuff. And let's start talking about some sports entertainment and Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you believe it's been how many years now? Five years since the Rapture? Remember that? Oh, with Savage? Yeah, where, well, really? where Savage passed away and then yeah. they had the whole wow. the Rapture stopped. That's that was wild. 2011. That's why right. time time flies. And then 2012 was the end of the world. That's crazy. 2013 was WrestleMania 29. <laughs> yeah, 2012 is where Chris and Rachel got married. Yeah, uh, it's wild. Yeah, but uh, Monday Night Raw kicked off with Shane McMahon coming out, and uh, just I guess as he was going to speak, uh, Stephanie McMahon came out and was like, "You're not going to do this without me, are you?" And uh, they basically they just reiterated what they did in the video about SmackDown going yeah. live, whatever. And then uh, New Day came out and uh, made it into an entertaining segment. Well, first they were asking about this the brand split, which I don't. WWE still has not confirmed that there's going no, to be a draft. They haven't, but I but I like they, the fact that they played into everyone the talk. Like, they only added fuel whether or not they were going to do it or not. Right. Shane was like, well, Stephanie was like, oh, anything, like, we haven't thought about that or whatever. Shane's like, well, I mean, anything's possible. I like that they were putting them on the spot, too. I mean, yeah, it's all scripted. But I like how (laughs) they were putting them on the spot, like, we want to know if there's a draft. Are we still going to be together? Are you going to separate us? And they're like, well, we still don't know if there is a draft. Well, they didn't actually say that. Yeah, but I like that they're tossing it out there that it may or may not happen. I just think it's dumb because every... Well, not may or may not happen. May or may not happen as in, like, splitting up the tag team. I think it's weird because they, they do say in that thing is that there's a brand extension... Which brand extension was used last time in 2002 yeah. to describe this? But what does that actually mean? That's not, that's not going to say that there's a draft or anything. But here, everyone no. blows up. And then I think it's cool because I, I actually expected that to be the time where they're going to be like, "Well, you have nothing to worry about because if you retain your tag team championship, then you have nothing to worry about because the tag team championship is going to be able to." be defended on both Raw and SmackDown. So and that's also, like, hopefully that's a thing. Yeah. Where the tag team champions are. It's just like, I don't want to see new championships come. Uh-uh. We already got... There's a reason why they got rid of all the championships in the past. It's because it was just too much. And then you have one title taking precedent over another title. And that is... Yeah, like, very, very much so. The WWE Championship yeah. had... Pull over the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Jack's 
no, Alberto Del Rio won the Royal Rumble, went on to WrestleMania to face Jack Swagger in, like, the opening match. Yeah. Not really the opening match, but... But still, it pretty much says... I mean, you cannot compete with the WWF cha- WWE Championship, and I feel like... And they just can't. introduced the new... Yeah. Unified Championship, so that's like... Yeah, there's no point. You don't want to backpedal on that. It makes no. that look dumb, but if... If there were to be a draft and the tag team champions were split up, like let's say Big E's on Raw and Woods yeah. is on SmackDown, maybe as long as they are still champion, they could compete together. But after that, they're screwed. I mean, yeah. which is still well, be stupid. I don't want to yeah. see that. But but and then this segment turned into a dance off. Yeah, they challenged the McMahons to to dancing, and, and Shane was like, "I'm down." Yeah, they both complied. Well, almost. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon went to go do it. And uh, what villains? What villains came out and cut them off? Yeah. Then we got that led into the next match. The Just, I'm pretty villains. sure she was gonna like twerk or whatever. Probably. Or, like, it was okay that they cut her off. It <laughs> well, was one villains gonna, versus the New Day in a non-title match. Um, New Day picked up the victory, but by disqualification. Yep. Um, first, first of all, I was disappointed in the fact that the Vaude villains were given another shot to become number one contenders again. I was more annoyed at the fact that Stephanie and Shane were out in the ring and did like these guys, the Vaude villains, they don't get a reaction from the crowd. Maybe 25 people booed them. That's it. It was just awful. I also think, I almost said Green Day, but I think, <laughs> I think Green Bay was like as if they weren't even at a show. I don't for, know. For I like mean, the there, first there half. Moments, there was moments where they came out of it, but even still. There like, were but like not, not as much as like you're a live at audience. It, it kind of sounded like I was watching Japan. I don't know. I was. I'm not a fan of the vaude villains in general. So I just I don't know. Like I guess maybe the whole heel turn that happened way back when in NXT like depleted them because they were they were really like really over at that Brooklyn show. I'll never get that. I won't either, but maybe it was... I don't know. I was going to say maybe it, maybe it's because of blue pants, but still, that's still... I think so. I still don't get blue pants, but... I'll, and I don't know how that yeah. got over. I mean, um, she could work, but... Yeah. But uh, the disqualification happened because the club came out. Yeah. Caused the DQ. And then Villains continued to attack New Day while... The club were outside of the ring. Then the club made their way into the ring, and Vaude Villains had they, uh, they, backed the off. The Villains were like face to face almost with the club, backed off. To me, that makes the Vaude Villains look like wimps. I don't think it makes them look like wimps because they're both heels. I think that the, it made the Vaude Villains be like, "Hey, you want you want to take care of them? By all means, we set them up for you." Go for it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, to me, that to me, that's just a wimpy move. Like, I don't stay I don't think, there, stay there, and and sick your prey. I think that's fine. I mean, they already picked them off after the match was over, playing off as if get them over even more as heels. And then when the club get in the ring, they're just like, hey, you know what? By all means, have at it. And then they left. I'm fine with that. Well, up um, next, backstage, Apollo Cruz was working out doing some push-ups, and all of a sudden, two giant feet step right in front of him. I thought that was going to be Sheamus. Mm-hmm. wasn't Sheamus. It was Big Show, and uh, Cruz hopped up right to his right to his feet and got, like, in the defensive position. Yeah. Like, you're going to attack me? What's the deal? And Big Show basically 
basically just put him over there and said Seamus is like Seamus is scared of He's a bully. Bruce. But what did you think of this segment? I thought it was awful. I thought that this I asked you about what you thought and then I go to what I Go ahead. No, no, you okay. thought it was awful for I, thought, I thought it was awful because it is kind of like uh, the entire advertisement for the Be a, uh, Be a Bully campaign, uh, Be a Star campaign, where he, they were playing off that Seamus is a bully, and Cruz is like, I'm not going to be bullied and bullied and bullied, and stuff like that, and I'm like, that's the gimmick that, like, that's the storyline that you're going to go with Apollo Cruz with, is that he's being bullied. And instead of a powerhouse, but like, like but, instead well, of, Sheamus's whole thing was that it's, he's always been like a bully. So it's yeah, not but, like, to, but to the, with the Paulo Cruz, I don't like it because he is a powerhouse, and you're trying to build him up. And I feel like you can't go that route of him standing up to a bully. With Daniel Bryan, I could okay, you go that route with, but with someone who has a huge physique like Apollo Cruz, I'm not a fan of it. I liked it for the fact that we were finally getting to see some sort of something with Cruz, some sort of character. I mean, yeah, I can't because it's finally doing something. And I liked it because it was like, I got into a whole Twitter argument over people from the main roster going to NXT to, to put the young talent over. To me, Big Show here, he's a guy that doesn't need to wrestle anymore. Yeah. He's a guy that doesn't even need to be on television anymore. Uh-uh. But here he is showing up backstage to put over a younger talent and be like, no, like, kid, you're good. You're really good. The only reason why Sheamus is picking on you is because he's scared of the new era. Yeah. You are the new era. So, to me, like, mm-hmm. that was perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't think there should be any reason why there's a WWE superstar on the main roster that can't go to NXT and put young talent over. You've had a lot of people do it in the past. I mean... Like, to become, like, a mainstay. My whole thing was, like, Randy Orton. I don't want to see Randy Orton come back. I don't either. I I know he just got to that point where he was just so boring to watch, regardless, which is one, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. He peaked in 09. Whether or not he was a heel, whether or not he was a face, who he was against, it just got stale. His yeah. matches were continuously good, but the character itself got stale. So my whole argument was go down, have Randy Orton go down to NXT and put over the young guys. He's at that age career-wise where, like, he's definitely he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Big Show is too. I think Mark Henry should be. Kane as well. A first ballot? For who? I mean, do they even have a... No, but, like, it's it's the <laughs> yeah. terminology. I don't know, but... The, but like, Virgil, just... he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer, period. If you write the, <laughs> write the right credentials. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a fan of any of it. I... Like, but would you... Is, I mean... Would you have a problem if Randy Orton went down to NXT and just became an NXT superstar? I wouldn't be opposed to it. But I think that I can't see him doing so. I can't see him. I can't see that as well. I mean, come on. We were surprised when when he was feuding with Dolph Ziggler, where Ziggler picked up a victory over him. We were surprised that he put him over with that. I think that Randy Orton is very immature, uh, both in the ring. Very immature. Yeah, immature in the ring and out of the ring. And I don't think that he's a professional. And I think he's all for himself. And I can't see him doing anything like that. And in general... He peaked already in 09. I'm not a... I don't see anything good with him. He peaked with with the Rated R Superstar around that time. And since then, he's just been stale. 
His matches have been boring, mixed with like pay, their pay-per-view good. matches. Like WrestleMania, he killed it with Kane at 28. Seth Rollins, he put on a good match with Rollins. Yeah, he puts on the pay-per-view matches are there. But in general, you don't get anything new from him. Right. You really don't. You know you're going to get that out-of-nowhere RKO. You're going to get maybe a punt tease. You're going to get the backbreaker. You're going to get him doing a taunt. And I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan of him. But Anymore. Anymore. I used to be, but now I'm just tired of him. Like, I, I can't, like, there's absolutely no denying that Randy Orton is the wrestler. As, as far as it goes, like, in the wrestling business. Look at John Cena. Huge difference with John Cena and Randy Orton. Randy, John Cena has adapted his style to more of these upcoming wrestlers in the ring. Where he, but he has but changed, his Cena, matches have changed a lot. Look at what he's done with Cesaro and all these other but guys. But I don't think, I don't Randy know. Randy Orton, I can't see doing that. That U.S. Challenge, Open Challenge would have never worked with Randy Orton. Right, but that's the difference between Randy Orton and John Cena being the face of the company. Like, Randy Orton was, uh, to me, Randy Orton was never, yeah, they both were at the same level, but there was still always that extra step above with Cena. They tried to make Randy Orton this, the face of SmackDown, but it just didn't work. That's an ice cube. <laughs> Throwing out the choke on it. <laughs> Yeah, but see, so I have no problem whatsoever with them going down to NXT, and I think that this big show promo with Apollo Crews was kind of like that, just on the main roster. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, we saw the Usos defeat Brizongo. Uh, Golden Truth, wrong commentary here, but as far as the match goes, whatever. It was yeah. just... A regular match. I thought the ending was kind of sloppy, but like nothing me, that hindered it. To me, I put it on the Usos a lot. To me, the Usos are boring. I feel like it's repetition, and you know what you're gonna get. And what have they done that's been different? I mean, this they've been together for so long, where you know what you're gonna be seeing, and it's just to me, it's stale. Yeah, all of their matches are stale. But uh, Rizango went to attack. The Golden Truth afterwards, but uh, Golden Truth fought him back. They they took him out. Nice uh, power slam tag team. Uh, I see. First of all, like Goldust power slam. I think always oh, or scoop body slam, scoop yeah. power slam, whatever. I that move's awesome. Yeah. Orton does a great one too. But Orton, I always like. <clears throat> I always get nervous. I'm always like, I see someone like getting spiked on the head with that move. But I thought it was cool that Brizongo got their uh, own theme song. Mm-hmm. Combine both of their themes together, but yeah. Golden Truth is just starts with Goldust and goes into Our Truth with new lyrics to What's Up. Yeah, they had they had since March to sing along. Yeah, that that took no, place on SmackDown. Yeah. That's bizarre. No pun intended there, <laughs> but they had since March they've been teasing Golden Truth. They couldn't come up with like a, I yeah a new theme. I know, but uh, after that. Roman Reigns came out to cut a promo uh, about Seth Rollins, called him out. Seth Rollins came out and uh, kept teasing that he was going to run into the ring and attack Roman Reigns and just... Are you a fan of that? He comes back as a huge, like with a huge pop, over huge with the crowd. Do you think that this is him acting like that? I mean, he got booed. 
Do you think that they're like? I don't. I don't understand. I don't. Logic. I don't have a problem with that <clears throat> because but I, he he basically made the crowd boo him. Yeah, but that's what I don't really know if I like. They want to keep him a heel. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. I don't know. But the fact that he came out there and did nothing and just watch they do a Bret Hart uh, Stone Cold with Reigns and Rollins. Meaning what? The big heel face swap mid match. Oh, I don't know. That would be interesting how they. But like that. this, this was just like a, a. This reminded me straight up of the time Chris Jericho returned and everyone was cheering or whatever, and he just ran around the ringside yeah. without saying anything. They may be able to do that with. If you have Roman Reigns attack Seth Rollins' leg and knee, um, overdo it. Like the referees come out. That's not like that to me. That's not even a thing. That's not even a thing in WWE anymore. Because here Rusev goes out and does that, and like they don't even. Yeah, but Rusev's also a heel. Roman Reigns is the face. I feel like if he does that and he starts to throw the referees around. And just keep on going with the leg. I feel like they kind of did that with. Uh, not, I don't know. I don't remember if he attacked referees or not. But when he attacked Triple H and like put Triple H out, like yeah, but the Triple fans H is also also heel. Yeah, yeah, but so, that's what you're saying. Heel flip, heel face. Well, I mean, yeah, but people were people were booing Roman Reigns, and then he did that thing to Triple H, and people cheered him. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't last, but. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Next up, you had Rusev in a non-title match, uh, taking on Zack Ryder, picking up the victory. Not much else to say about this. I mean, Ryder looked strong in this match, except for, I mean, he Not was facing Rusev victory. to make him look stronger. Yeah. But like Rusev kicked out of two Broski boots. Ryder, that was like a. I don't think that's ever happened. I don't. I don't recall him ever doing like two in a row. Where yeah. It was like a fierce move. Like it was, I like that. Yeah. Rusev uh, got on the mic afterwards, trashed America, and uh, Titus O'Neil ran ran down to very okay challenge him. So they're sticking with Titus versus Rusev. For I'm, the in, I'm intrigued. US championship. I'm open to it. Let's see it. It's funny. Like the chance went from woo 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 to the so like it had similar sounding chance, but whatever. That's what they did. Uh, after that, they aired another Shining Stars promo. Uh, that being for Primo and Epico. Um, but to me, I don't know if you're going to agree or not. I'm sure you will. Dumbest thing. Who debuts after a few weeks of promo videos and then has a match and goes back to yeah promo videos? Promos. What does that like? What does that do? How does that build them up? Yeah, they should have had a match on Raw or even SmackDown. Yeah, they should have had a match. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I, like that's how do you build? Like, that's instantly like. Yeah. That's like a career killer. Yeah. They don't like. It's as if they don't want the shining stars to succeed. Mm-mm. You just repackage them. It makes no sense. Agreed. But after that, we were seeing. Uh, we showed or we saw Stephanie McMahon walking backstage and uh, ran into Charlotte and said that she was disappointed in Charlotte and how she spoiled this and that. To me, none of that made sense. Stephanie McMahon was just slapping Ric Flair a few weeks ago. Well, that's why... Well, Charlotte did say this coming from you. 
Like, so right. she, so she did defend that part of it. But like, the Stephanie McMahon portion of this made no sense. I, she was literally just weeks ago saying, "Oh, I hate Ric Flair. He sucks." Yeah. Blah blah. And here she is. Oh, he's a legend. This is how could you do that? Blah blah blah. Yeah, but it's also not her father. I mean. Which means what? I don't know, but then she has all that past with the Vince, but that's also why she said, like, look at what you've done, pretty much. Yeah. You've done the I same thing. And now rumors are swirling that this is leading to a SummerSlam match? What? Stephanie McMahon versus Charlotte? Oh, if they... I guess I don't, we'll like, do I don't... If that's gonna be a thing, like, mm. woof. Yeah. Well, something that is a thing, Enzo and Cass. No denying that these guys are... Over. Yeah. Picking up the victory over the Dudley boys. This was uh, Enzo's first match back since being concussed. Yeah. Uh, good match. Good. The crowd loves him. Yeah. Like, there's no denying that these guys will be tag team champions at some point. And it's it's awesome to see the crowd. I haven't seen a reaction like that from an audience since, like, uh, New Age Outlaws calling the entrance and stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that every single person... Uh, is with that. I liked uh, in the match where um, Cass picked up Enzo to, to toss him into Bubba in, Bubba in the corner, but Devon came into the ring, so he's like twisted yeah. him around completely and threw him into Devon first, and then threw him into Bubba. Yeah. But that just shows like that's got to take so much strength oh, yeah. from Cass, Cass then, to yeah. do that. So I thought that was pretty crazy. That was yeah. much much credit there. Good match. Up next, John Cena made his return to Monday Night Raw. All right, so before we continue with Or made that, his official return, I yeah, guess. Yeah, earlier on the night, they had the 10-bell salute for Memorial, it being Memorial Day, and for all the veterans that uh, gave the ultimate sacrifice. And he was on stage for all of that, paying his respects and everything. What do you think about that? Because, A, he hasn't really made his official debut uh, return yet to television, but he's in that segment earlier on. And Triple H wasn't even out there. So do you think that he should have been held from that segment to come out during this? Or is it one of those, it's John Cena, if it like was anybody else, but because it's John Cena with his always supporting the troops and everything, everything like that, we have to have him out there. It's probably more so that. Uh-huh. But it's like difficult because like Vince McMahon was out there. And like yeah. he's just like, he's been a character that hasn't been on mm. TV since the week after Mania, basically. I mean, then you also had the Shining Stars out there, too. So, but... but what's, I mean, there's not, like... No. There's not a problem with them out there. I don't know. Just well, the fact that they didn't have a match. Yeah. Them. But with John Cena, I, I'm very torn about it. I understand that he's supportive of the troops and everything like that. But he hasn't made his return yet, so I feel like that kind of spoils the reaction from it being authentic for well, when it comes out it, later on. I don't know if it actually spoils the reaction just due to the fact that it's like they're just standing there for a 10-bell salute, and then he comes out. Yeah, but when he comes... There's no denying that when he... When all that... When the locker room spills out for that to stand across the stage, that when he... When the crowd saw him come out with them... I mean, of course, we didn't see video of this, but there's, I'm almost positive that the crowd erupted for him when he came out. I'm, I don't know. I, I don't feel like... Because they did it last year at the Coliseum. And I don't... Like, that just wasn't a thing to me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think... It's just like the roster spills out. 
just just stand there. So I don't think it's like a big thing. It's not like they're walking out separately. They're all walking out together. Yeah, but even still, I mean, so. But anyway, Cena returns in that promo uh, to speak about Memorial Day a little bit, to touch touch on the new era. AJ Styles came out, and uh, John Cena was, was... was hesitant to shake the hand of AJ Styles. They didn't know if he should trust him or not. Yeah, so they finally he shook his hand, and just as as John Cena shook AJ Styles' hand, um, which by the way, before we even say that, or before I say this, uh, the crowd, like this uh, is where Green Bay went from like, is there anyone in here to, holy crap, I have, yeah, it's been such a long time since we heard something like this. I mean. I mean, I said it last week on the podcast that I wanted to see AJ versus Cena. And be like, we were talking back and forth where we saw AJ now because being out of the title scene. And this is the only thing that I thought would be would be an option for the both of them because you have really the face of uh, TNA. And, like, uh, you kind of have your next Daniel Bryan. Um, except Daniel Bryan was really Ring of Honor in the independence while AJ right. Styles is TNA. Going up against John Cena, the face of WWE. This was bound to happen, and it had to happen. And now that we finally... It's kind of one of those fantasy matchups that is finally happening. Yeah, and it was it was nice to not hear, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Yeah. Rather, we heard, let's go Cena, AJ Styles. Which yeah. was the loudest I've had, I've heard in a long time. Yeah. It was crazy, but just as John Cena and AJ Styles shook hands, the club came out. Anderson and Gallows came out, and uh, they were like, hey, if we have to, we're going to take you out. You don't want to be associated with you, with us anymore? We want to be at the top of, of WWE. We're going to have to take you out, too. Yeah. So AJ gets ready to fight. John Cena gets ready to fight. Just when you think you're going to see Team uh, JCAJ, I guess because that's how AJ Styles' team names form. Yeah, I guess. AJ Styles took out John Cena. And I was a big fan of it. I thought this segment was really good. It was a good segment. It was strong. Um, I it's, think like, it's like the ultimate surreal moment. Yeah. Where you have... Like, like this stuff, like that segment. I can't see Randy Orton doing Right, I can't. But I, it also it wouldn't have the same effect. No. Like, well, I mean, that's why I, depending, I feel like well, people depending, put Randy Orton on like a pedestal, and like they. It like, depends on on how you're gonna go about that story. Like, if you have like, oh my god, like these guys from New Japan come here and like they think they're like they're on our level. Who else can I get to f- to fight beside me? It yeah. would have to be Cena and Orton. In general, I don't think I think people put Randy Orton on like a pedestal, and they're like, wow, he is. He's just as good as John Cena. He is John Cena level uh, wrestler, he's, but he's not. Well, I mean, John Cena is on his own level. Oh, he's definitely, I think. Randy but Orton, Orton is, Orton's definitely like, I don't know in what sense are you using the term like wrestler. What do you mean? Well, like, I mean, Cena's athletic ability is great, but Orton's, I think, that's the thing though. Like, I can't. I'm like, I'm having a hard time describing. Uh, I don't know. Like John Cena's athletic, but so is Randy Orton. But their their terms of athleticism are both different, and they both have higher points. Like Cena's like a huge like powerhouse, yeah. But Orton's like super athletic too, in in some yeah. sense of the word. 
don't know. Yeah, but that, yeah. No, that, that was, was awesome to see. For sure. Something that wasn't too awesome to see. Nina Bro picked up the victory over Natalia. I did like that hands handspring elbow I mean handspring hand, moonsault yeah. thing I gotta say this was a snooze fest for me aside was, from that there was yeah. no you. I keep on saying and preaching Natalia zero charisma you put her in this match with Dana Brooke zero charisma this match was a snooze fest with zero charisma like there was no reason to keep you engaged in this match or watching cheering or anything it was just Bleh. It's just there. But I also don't think it's just because of Natalia. I think it's I also... I'm putting it on... Not on Brooke. I think it's both. I'm not putting it on Dana Brooke here, mostly. Also, I'm putting it also on to Charlotte. I think that this match in general... I think Natalia has your charisma. I think Dana Brooke is very minimal with charisma. I don't think, I think she that, has charisma at all. Yeah, but then you put these two people with that can't connect with fans... On a level as they should. And that's funny because, like, when Brooke was with Emma, that connected. Yeah. I think Emma's got charisma. I don't know. But in general, I was not a fan of this at all. I went to sleep. Uh, the only reason that I did enjoy this was because Becky Lynch made a save at the end. Yeah. Charlotte, and- Charlotte ended up getting involved and... Becky Lynch ran out while Dana and Charlotte left. I so want to jump ahead to SmackDown. Well, yeah. I mean, the next, I like the next stuff. The, the next stuff you liked? I did. <laughs> what do you I mean? thought it was awesome. Really? First of all, you have this match, Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler, stemming from a feud prior to the pay-per-view. Uh-huh. Then they, they have the pay-per-view, and Baron Corbin uses a low blow in a no-DQ match, which I still think, like, the fact that that's an issue is dumb. Yeah. But I, whatever. That's, like, already in the past. Uh-huh. Then you go into a, a match. Dolph Ziggler's like, well, screw you. I'm going to challenge you to a technical match. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler comes out there, puts on the headgear, puts in the, yeah. the mouthpiece. They're talking about him, Kent State wrestling and everything. As if he's going to, like, amateur wrestle yeah. Baron Corbin. Gets in the ring with him, match, ding, 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 boom, kicks him right in the balls. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. I thought that was like... I, it's, it's hilarious, but I'm like, I'm... I This entire storyline in general is not grasping me to... Right. But I think, I think that the whole... Going into it, it was just like a one-up, like, screw you, I yeah. could do that too. I, yeah, I get it. Even though it kind of makes Ziggler look like a... Nah. Like a baby, but, almost. But still, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. The main but event of the evening. Also enjoyable. Yes. Cesaro, Zayn, Dean Ambrose picked up the victory over Y2J Del Rio and uh, Kevin Owens. Y2J Del Rio, Kevin Owens. The, preview, the pre-match promo that they cut was golden. Backstage where they were going back and forth, bickering with each other. I thought the chemistry of those three was just hilarious. Yeah, and it really it came and during through. The match. Yeah, it really came through during the match. I liked uh, when uh, when Kevin Owens was like Jericho was wrestling in the ring, and Kevin Owens was like now hit him with a lion salt. Yeah, <laughs> and like it was really funny. Like there was one point backstage where someone I think uh, Y2J said like don't trust him, he's Canadian, or he said something about Canada, and like it was just it's just funny. No, that was wasn't that with. Sami Zayn? Oh, yeah, no, that was with Sami Zayn, D- Dean, and uh, Cesaro. Yeah, you can't trust him because he's Canadian. Yeah. He knows 
Dean, I'm yeah, Canadian. Yeah, and then Zane, with Zane being there, I thought that all three, all six of them uh, had great chemistry backstage yeah. together. And I enjoyed More seeing... More the heels than the faces. I, yeah, and I liked seeing uh, Alberto Del Rio, Jericho, and Kevin Owens like not getting along at the end. Yeah. I, was, I, I still, I think Kevin Owens is great. I love his... His ongoing feud with commentary, Michael Cole. Yeah. I think it's hilarious how during the match he, as you saw, like, I mean, even, come on, he started doing ska. He started dancing ska. I think it was either during Raw or SmackDown. I think Raw. But he started looking at, maybe it was SmackDown in the tag team match. Wait, was it even? Yeah, may have been then. But, still, what he's doing Wait, in the ring who's is... dancing? Kevin Owens. I don't remember that. Because Sami Zayn is all about ska right, yeah. his theme song. So during the match, there was one point where he looked over at Zayn and did started dancing ska, and then proceeded to kick uh, Dean Ambrose. It was pretty funny. But what they're all doing was awesome stuff. I think the lamest part of this was the fact, at least the fact, I think it was a fact, were we not promised the seventh person? We were promised the seventh person. We were told... That on Monday Night Raw, we were going to find out who the seventh wrestler was. They had the image of all six of these competitors, and then they had vacant in that in the, in the Money in the Bank match. But following Raw, they eliminated that vacant spot, and they have six. So without, without seeing anything, they eliminated that seventh competitor. Unless the night of is just going to come, and they're just... Seventh music's gonna hit. I just, I just don't like the fact that they play us like we're dumb. Like it's like, no, you know, you guys don't. It's like, oh yeah, really you seven. definitely like. We never had seven. There was always yeah. just six. Yeah, we we didn't promise you that we were gonna find out who the seventh wrestler of this match was tonight. Like don't here, here, it. I was thinking like, oh, they didn't mention who the seventh person was at all. The end of the match is gonna come. The winner's gonna win, and then boom, Someone lights go out. Bray Wyatt returns, yeah. or something. That's the whole reason why I brought up Randy Orton was because I thought he was he could return possibly yeah. and be the seventh person, which I did not want to see. Uh-uh. But instead, and then that even furthermore led when Cena's segment happened. Since Rusev was with Titus O'Neil, that led me to believe, oh, John Cena could possibly be the seventh person. Yeah. That led to AJ Styles. That the yeah, night continued. It. Who the heck is going to be the seventh person? Match ends. Raw ends. No seventh person. Yeah, this is stupid. Um, SmackDown. SmackDown kicked off with New Day. Yeah, New Day opened the show talking about how the Vaude villains cut them off on Raw and uh, how they they basically have the Vaude villains cut right off right before Stephanie McMahon was going to start dancing. Yeah. How dare uh, they? Not right. They, they spoke about the brand extension and then moved on to the club, uh, which Guns and Gallows interrupted, said that they're going to be champions. They got New Day's number. Yeah. They uh, New Day basically made fun of the club's name. They were like, you got to pay dues weekly and, <laughs> and everything like that. And they were like, AJ Styles isn't even out here right now. And then AJ came out. Yeah. They That furthermore, like they were like, oh, like you peaked basically. Yeah. AJ was like, "You're you're you're not successful. You joke. Everything's a joke to you." And then Kofi rattled off. He's like, "Multiple time IC champion, multiple time US champion, multiple time and current tag team champion, and longest reigning tag team champion." Yeah. Don't think that's a joke. 
But uh, that that whole segment just led to a setup of a match. Yep. I was cool with it. Yeah. Something I wasn't too cool with. This next matchup. You had the Becky Lynch pick up the victory over Charlotte uh, by DQ. Okay. It was a dumb DQ. Oh, very dumb DQ. All right, so before we talk about the DQ, the fact that this match is taking place, non-title, on SmackDown. Why? You have Becky Lynch making the save on Monday Night Raw, and now you're going to put her up against Charlotte in a non-title match. Why are we giving this away? Why is this not a tag team match of Charlotte and Natalya versus Dana and, and uh, I mean, whatever. You get it. Like, why is this not a tag team match? Maybe that'll come on Raw. But even still, that should have been where the tag team match was. Or, like, it's, it just makes no sense why Becky versus Charlotte when it's not the pay-per-view match yet. I mean, I really hope that there's not one of those things where Becky Lynch is geared up to be the champion. But I mean, it's, they're like, nope. It was good. also a DQ finish, so it's not like it was like the, yeah. the most set in stone of a match. It was only uh, like a, a minute long. Yeah, I don't know. What I thought was interesting is... And, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch almost had her. She had her in yeah, the she, disarmor. She had her in the disarmor, and uh, Dana got in the ring and touched Charlotte's leg, which caused a DQ. Yeah, tried to pull her out of the ring, and then... I don't know. But she did that was the second time in the match. But during the match, Charlotte... Ha- uh, um, Becky had Charlotte in an arm bar. And Charlotte picked her up with one arm and hit that sit-out powerbomb that Roman Reigns does. Yeah. Should that have happened? Uh, like, should you be able to show that Charlotte has strength? I'm okay with it. The same strength on the scale men-wise that Roman Reigns? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I To me, I like that, that stood out to me as like, I can't believe that like she just didn't move that Roman Reigns. Although... Maybe they're the same person. They both hit spears. Yeah. <laughs> they both have lineage. Yeah. Are they the same it. person? Have we ever seen Charlotte and Roman Reigns in the room at the same time? Uh, you know what? I'll, uh, what's his name? Mills Lane? Yeah, Miles Mills Lane. Yeah, referee Mills Lane. Yeah. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Yeah. So then that led to uh, Natalia coming out to help Becky Lynch attack. And then it got sloppy. Where they, they tried to put on the submission moves, and then uh, Dana Brooke escaped the sharpshooter, and then Natalia goes to walk, like, run to her, then she stops running because she's like, I'm going to catch you. Yeah. And then she proceeds to run again. It's just, no. Nope, nope, nope. Tremendous athlete, though. Yeah. Talking about athletes. Where? Yeah, <laughs> the <a> Dudley Boys. <laughs> the Dudley Boys picked up the victory over Golden Truth. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, next Breeze, up, you had D- <laughs> uh, Breeze got on the apron, and yeah. R Truth knocked him off. Then Devon knocked Goldust into R Truth, which knocked R Truth down. That led to the end of the match, and then Breezango hyped themselves up afterwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dean Ambrose and Sami Zayn teamed up to t- pick up the victory over Del Rio and Kevin Owens. Um, good match. I was a fan of what happened after the match, though. I liked during the match that Alberto Del Rio accidentally hit Kevin Owens with an enziguri. Uh. That led to Sami Zayn hitting a beautiful haluva kick. Yeah. Right in the corner, Del Rio's in the corner, like, looking out at, like, KO, like, oh, what, what's going on? And yeah. turns, boom, smack right into the it kick. It was a good, yeah. 
Um, I don't know. After the match, I was a fan that Kevin Owens was on commentary. And he was Rip, just like ripped this, off Byron's headset. Yeah, and it was just like he's just saying how his tag team partners keep on losing it for him. And then he gets in the ring, gets out of the ring, gets to the ladder, sets up the ladder, and out comes Cesaro. He didn't actually set up the ladder though. No, he did he, not. It looked like he was going to, and then yeah, Cesaro, like, Cesaro came ring, out and he dropped and it. Cesaro suit and sunglasses. Doesn't even take off his suit. Doesn't even... The gla- sunglasses don't even move. Yeah. Were those rip away? I... They just stuck right to him. He went f- soaring through the air, rocked um, Kevin Owens, and proceeded to climb the ladder and get the money in the b- bank briefcase. Yeah. Awesome. Which awesome just to leads it. to us believing that there's no way in hell <laughs> that yeah. Cesaro You know what? Cesaro win. needs a shirt. Uh, suits and glasses. Why? For the like the rock, boots two asses. Oh, the or suits how long glasses. ago did you think of that? Um, or like, wow, when did you think of that? Um, when I was writing down my notes, when I wrote suits and glasses, it sounded like the boots to asses <laughs> with the rock. <laughs> like a, like I, think, I feel like I feel like I could see that being a shirt for Cesaro. But like, it's such an obscure like reference to yeah, and then like instead of like. Like the Brahma Bowl or something, you have a cup of coffee. Or you have the Swiss... Uh, it would be the... the yeah. Plus this, yeah. Um, then next up, you had Rusev in another non-title match against Jack Swagger. <laughs> because why would Jack Swagger win anything? Yeah. Titus O'Neil making the save well, again. Before that even happened. Uh, okay. I mean, Rusev attacked Swagger before the match even started. So there was that. Referee, referee asks, can you continue? Swagger continues. Swagger looked really good in the match at parts. He was holding his own. But then, eventually, that, that led to... Like, right off the bat, though. Meh. Rusev went to hit him with the kick. Ankle lock. Locked him in right away. Rusev got out of that. but And then, eventually, that led to the accolade and everything. But mm-hmm. And then, that led to him refusing to let go. Titus O'Neil running down, <laughs> challenging him to a fight. Yeah. So, whatever the next Money in the Bank pay per view, we're gonna see Titus O'Neil versus Rusev on the pre-show. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Uh, and then in the main event of the evening, we saw AJ Styles defeat Kofi Kingston. Um, I like this match. I like that I Kofi Kingston. I like Kofi Kingston doing the unicorn stampede, unicorn stampede by himself. Um, and then the club and New Day got into the ring to face off, which yeah. was weird. That didn't lead to a DQ or anything, but it just happened. Yeah, <laughs> but I would definitely like to see these two fight each other again. And uh, I agree. I liked it. I liked Woods. I think Woods. it's a good spot for Kofi. A good match for him being with AJ. Yeah, Xavier Woods tried to distract AJ Styles by getting on the apron and playing the trombone. Uh, Carl Anderson tossed, got him off the the apron, tossed him into the steps, and then Gallows tried to attack Biggie Langston. Boom! Biggie turned it around, threw him into the barricade. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, good. It, it led to all four of them. Uh, down on the outside. Yeah. And then, of course, AJ Styles hit the Styles Clash to end it. Yeah, so that was SmackDown. But I assume Raw will be like AJ Styles versus Cena, while SmackDown will continue to be like AJ versus New Day. Yeah. 
So, so what else we got? We got WWE NXT. Uh, a little bit to talk about. Ciampa and Gargano picked up the victory over the Revival. Uh, then the Revival, being really annoyed about that, started to do a post-match beatdown. And American Alpha made the save. Yeah. Uh, um, there was a contract signing for the NXT Women's Championship between Nia Jax and Asuka. The, uh, Asuka stepping up to Nia Jax and started to, uh, once she got shoved, she started to do her slapping combination and then ended up getting powerbombed. Yeah. Uh, knocking her out. And that, of course, was a contract signing for uh, WWE TakeOver, uh, NXT TakeOver, The End, which was nicknamed it this past week, mm -hmm. which everyone the internet jumped up and thought maybe this is the last NXT ever because the whole rumors with the brand extension. And, oh, and then I think that they canceled the Brooklyn one by accident. That I don't understand. Master. First of all, that was never an event on Ticketmaster. Really? The sheets, the sites... Yeah. Reporting that. That's never been on Ticketmaster. I know that for a fact. That's weird. If you go to Ticketmaster right now, it's not on there. Really? Yeah. You got... They don't... They, they didn't, why would that be on there if they didn't officially announce it? Like, mm -hmm. if you didn't hear, like, oh, tickets go on sale this date, why would that be on there? Yeah. It's just not a thing. All these know. news sites are going to report that, but it's not on there at all. Yeah. You could you could go see that it's it goes from um, it goes from su Sunday for SummerSlam to Monday, mm -hmm. so nah. that's just dumb on their part on news sites. Who one person reports it? Oh my God, this is the end. Let me look up to see if NXT Brooklyn takeovers on Ticketmaster. It's not on there. They must have removed it. Nah. They never put it on sale. Do do homework. Mm -hmm. So. They do have a event coming up live on the WWE Network that will be on the 6th of June next um, next Wednesday. Not the 6th, sorry, the 8th of June, which is next Wednesday. But like we had said already, Asuka versus Asuka, not Asuka. Asuka? It's been a long time since I said that <laughs> wow, one. That was, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Asuka versus Nia Jax for the NXT Women's Championship will be taking place. Um, also, some other matches we have signed that we have signed. Yes, us personally. This is, uh, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, we couldn't have no super kicks allowed. But, yeah, you're going to have Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Austin Aries. Yeah, uh, American Alpha. Alpha American? What is it? American, American Alpha. Alpha? Yeah. We'll be taking on the Revival. Alpha American. For the, for Alpha the Americans would make more sense. Yeah. So. American Alpha? Yeah. Uh, I like American Alpha. Eh. Alpha Americans. Uh, you're going to have Ty Dillinger taking on Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah, who was once known as uh, La Sombra. Yeah. He's supposed to be making his NXT debut next week. So Yeah. And then for the first time in NXT history for the NXT Championship, you will be having the champion, Samoa Joe, defending the title against Finn Balor. In a steel cage match. I keep on forgetting that Joe is champion. Now, now yeah. is it because for when I said back when the stupid title change happened was just at a house event, house show? I don't know. 
don't there know. There was no I, big moment there. It was just a I think house because, show. I think because they haven't really... I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been watching NXT at all. That could be it. But I think it's because it was a house show. Potentially. But uh, that was some WWE talk. And uh, we're going to take a brief break right now. And we'll be back. Be right back here on... Marking Out. This is Shane Hurricane Helms, and you're listening to Marking Out. And if not, what's up with that? Welcome back to Marking Out, episode 278. Uh, something huge that we skipped over during Monday Night Raw, which uh, will start our Outside the Ring news part, is uh, WW2K17. Yeah, already making headlines with their... Uh, latest advertisement. They, um, well, before we continue with their advertisement, the fact that they, they were teasing on Twitter, Hatch. Nobody knew what Hatch was. People were assuming it was for WW2K17. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know what, and they were screen grabs from the actual ad. Fast forward to Monday Night Raw, the, the ad is airing. I thought it was just like a regular commercial. Yeah, same here. And I'm watching. I'm like, I'm hearing this. Out, like, because I, I wasn't watching the commercial. I thought it was at like first. A, something from like Marine Five or something. I didn't think it was like that. I just thought it was like like a Geico commercial or something yeah. like that. And I'm hearing like Goldberg's theme song. I was like, this sounds like Goldberg's theme song. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to the commercial. Goldberg is in the commercial. It's for WW2K17. Yeah. So they announced on Monday that uh, if you pre-order. You will get a WCW version of Goldberg, a WWE version of Goldberg, which I hope comes with a beard, because I, I thought that was yeah. awesome, and uh, you'll get a Nitro Arena as well as Halloween Havoc '98. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, but it's as if, so that, as if Goldberg has never been in a WWE game before. He was just in two years ago. Yeah, but like this is still like it's still a pretty big thing. Uh, it, it is. It really is. Because you get Nitro. He wasn't in last year. Last year was like a huge roster. I don't know. I feel like because he's already been in it that it's just like... Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too... I mean, don't get me wrong. I I marked for the theme song and everything like that. But for the fact that it's he's been in the video game already, it's nothing new. But, um, well, I'm looking forward to it. I just yeah. like... I hope that they fix all their problems. Hopefully. With the glitches before they release it. Yeah. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen. But, but now, and then everybody in the commercial, like, there's a part where Goldberg's in the back of the police car, and like, there's a window reflection, and on the window reflection, you could quote unquote see it say Suplex City. Yeah. Interesting. So that's that fled fire to the whatever. Yeah. Like, are Goldberg and and Brock going to face each other again? Please no. Is it going to be a Brock Lesnar uh, showcase mode? Nah. Which, to me, I don't think they can personally... I, personally, I don't think they could do a uh, Brock Lesnar showcase without Kurt Angle. Agreed. And, quite frankly, without the Hardy Boys. Agreed. That was his first feud right there. You see, I feel like Kurt Angle would have been a better person for an, uh, for a video game like this. You know what I mean? Like, someone that hasn't been in it and... I mean, come on, it was two years ago. Yeah. Um. Or, Yeah. Uh, but here's hoping for the WrestleMania 20 arena. <laughs> yeah, well, talking about um, everything like that, uh, Alpha uh, Jr. Uh, wrestled with WWE under the name Manu. Um, all the dirt sheets were out there, rumor, uh, starting rumors that he was on his deathbed and stuff like that because he was posting status updates on Facebook about him puking, losing weight, 
everything like that. But he posted a video of him with Snitsky, uh, saying, well, pretty much uh, talking about the dirt sheets and how Snitsky's like just making a joke out of it. And obviously, the dirt sheets are just jumping to conclusions and really trying to stir the pot. But it seems like he's all right. He's doing well. So if anything is serious, we definitely uh, hope that he has a speedy recovery for whatever is going on. But even still, once again, dirt sheets, just picking up something and just spill, spinning it into something that it isn't. Yeah. So. Um, uh, big news. After Cody Rhodes got released, um, he well, he put out this thing on Twitter, a uh, checklist. Yeah. Which everyone jumped to the conclusion of, oh, this is what he wants. Which, I mean, it's hard not to think that. Uh, but right off the bat, one of the things on the checklist was Kurt Angle. And got got announced. Kurt Man. Angle versus Cody Rhodes. Yeah, on the 27th of August for New Wrestling, Northeast Wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, and then on, they just announced on the 26th. Which was another checklisted yeah, thing. Mike Bennett with uh, Maria is going to be taking on Cody Rhodes with Brandy. Yeah. So that's going to be an awesome match, too. Uh, also, at the same event on the 27th, you're going to be seeing Jeff Hardy taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. So That just has like 95 written all over right? it. Right? But try not to like... That's something really awesome to see. Yeah, I wish I could, um, I wish I could go to so that. So, Northeast Wrestling, go check them out, though. They always have like hidden gems on there. Like, every card of theirs is always stacked. Yeah, I mean, they really do have... I mean, this is the place that brought Rey Mysterio. I think it was his... Match, uh, first match outside of WWE. It was like Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle or something, something odd. But it was like a cool, interesting fact to it. Yeah, they like gave you Young, Young Bucks, Bucks versus, versus Hardy Boys. Yeah, Kevin Owens, I think, had his last uh, versus indie Jer- match. Yeah, versus Jerry Lawler. Like, there's a lot going on with Northeast Wrestling, so go check them out. Yeah. Um. And, what else? Uh, and that Cody Rhodes at Evolve is yeah. going to be. Uh, Evolve 66 in Java, on, Maryland. On August the 19th, which I think is the day after he's able to wrestle. Yeah. So, a lot going on with Cody Rhodes, and I think it's it's for the best. Look what these matches that he's been booked in. That's awesome. Yeah. And he gets to be on the road with his wife, which is even more awesome, because not many wrestlers get the opportunity to do something like that. I mean, look at the oh, WWE wrestler. Marry a wrestler. And- <laughs> yeah, right? And you'll have that. Maybe. No. What do you mean? Rarely. Yeah. Kevin Owens doesn't travel with his wife. He didn't marry a wrestler, did he? No. Okay, okay. now I see what you're saying. <laughs> marry another wrestler. Yeah. Like, look at Miz and Maurice right now. They get to travel up and down. Yeah, still. So, look at Stephanie and Triple H. <laughs> if only. What do you mean, if only? If only yeah. it was that easy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. the There's a judge that ruled... Um, Jimmy Snuka is not competent to stand trial for that 1983 death of his then-girlfriend. Yeah. But um, they're going to have a, I guess, a reassessing. Yeah, going to reevaluate everything in six months to see how he's doing and if he's eligible to stand, well, competent to stand trial. Which, if he's not now, how what's going to change in six months? I don't, I don't know. He's His health's only probably, I mean... Not going with that it doesn't, but it probably is going to decline a little bit. So it's going to be interesting. Um, also, 
On May 27th, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Willow Spree took on Ricochet in that Best of Super Juniors match. This is, um, first of all, this is why we say watch. Or this is why we cover all of a sudden, like, not all of a sudden. This is why we've been covering New, New Japan, Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, this match, it's been uh, touted with uh, controversy from a lot of well, uh, well-known pro wrestlers. Vader tweeted out pretty much his criticism of the match. While you also have MVP and guys like William Regal. Even bigger than William Regal and MVP, Stone Cold Steve Austin defended this match. Yeah. He understands, Stone Cold Steve Austin said that he understands that like it's not everybody's cup of tea and they could have used more selling. I'm in the same boat. This match was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We, I watched it too, so this way we could speak about it. But I'm also, like, it's still, it goes back to, like, I hate move, move, yeah. move, move, move with no selling. I hate but that. It just, to me, that also looks like it's so set up. But, the, I mean, it is set up. But, I mean, it but looks it, extreme. It, but the things that I don't like about it, all right, I'm okay with the flip, flip, reversal, reversal, stuff like that. What I don't like, despite I didn't like, was where... Um, where they both landed together? No, no, when they were on the outside of the ring. That I was fine with. When they were on the outside of the ring, someone hit a... Rever- um, no, well, uh, got hit with something, then they did the 619 into the reverse Huracurana yeah, on the outside was, of the ring. Willow Spree Yeah, then that. Willow Spree got back in the ring and showboated. Like, I really wanted to see the two of them sell that. Like, there was no selling involved there. Yeah, that, and- part, that part, because it was two high-impact moves, I want to see selling. It wasn't a reversal or anything right, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't chain wrestling where it was a reversal, 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 chant, sep- uh, right. separate for the crowd to chant. It was one of those moments where it was reversal. That, like, that should have had move. selling. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that should have been selling. And then there's another part Stone Cold Steve Austin said about um, about Os- Willow Spree's facials. Yeah. Which when I was watching the match, I watched the match before I listened to Steve Austin talk about it. I was thinking the same exact thing, where his facial some points are over the top. Yeah. Like, he gets hit with a move, and he's like... Yeah. Like, sells it to, like, the extreme... Like, as if he just got, I don't know, hit by... Uh, Big Show, cr- chopped uh, by Big Show. I don't know. Or Bob yeah. Holly. Or, like, same a glass thing. light tube, as if he got <laughs> hit with one of those. I mean, th- so, it's really not everyone's cup of tea. I'm a fan of it, besides that spot at the outside of the ring... Like, I wasn't a fan of that because of the selling, but the no selling in the ring with what they were doing with the reversals and countering, that I'm a fan of. Like, as long as it's not an impact move, no selling after impact move, I'm not a, that much of a fan of. But in general, the athleticism that they both displayed in this match, I thought was dead on with that gymnastic spot where you said where they both did backflips and landed at the same time looking at each other. Right. I was a big fan of that. And especially because the fans loved it. And it's funny, like, because I could, I could probably mark that down and say that's a match of the year candidate. Yeah, I, I would agree with it. But here I am also criticizing the fact that I also, I don't like... Yeah. It, to me, it needs selling. But yeah. I'm, I, see, I see the match for you what can't it, take, it was good. You can't say that it was a bad match because of what they did. They still did what they, like, it was still amazing what they put on and what they did in that ring and the crowd loved it it would be one thing if they were being booed or if the crowd was silent do people boo in japan yeah i think so (laughs) but in general the crowd the crowd went from being silent to like you look at their facial the facial reactions of the crowd during that spot where all they did was the backflip and landed and looked at each other 
the crowd, you see their eyes wide open, their mouths, the jaws dropping, and they're clapping. They're loving it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, check it out. Yeah, definitely. We uh, have it posted on our Facebook page. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling released that video for free, so go check it out. If you disagree with us, agree with us. If you have any other opinions about it, go ahead and post on our Facebook, facebook.com slash out. Yeah. Um, some other outside the ring news, I guess, uh, some superhero movie news. Yeah. The Rock will, uh, be playing Clark Doc Savage. That's like the original superhero. Yeah. It predates, um, Superman. It's actually Superman's inspiration. Yeah, so it's Doc Savage is the man of bronze. Yeah. Brand- His name is Clark. Brandon knows a lot more about this. He well, I just, I, uh, no, well, because I, I looked into it when, yeah. when I saw The Rock. I was like, does he have, like, a lot of villains, or who does he face? I didn't look that, look into that. Uh-huh. But, because I, I thought it was weird, like, this huge announcement, Dwayne Johnson to play Doc Savage. I was like, who the hell is Doc Savage? Yeah. I was like, is it a DC character? Turns out it was not a DC character. Yeah. It predates all, most of that stuff. But Very interesting. Then you go do more research, and both Marvel and DC put out issues with I'm Doc surprised Savage. that he hasn't been a superhero yet The uh, Rock? Yeah Well there was always that rumor that well, is yeah. he still playing the, the ant or whatever what is no, it? No what is it? Uh, in DC? Uh, Iron Fist? No uh, That's already done I think I forgot I thought I want to say Iron Fist was the rumor but it wasn't I don't know I don't know Kazam? Shazam 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 something. Kazam some of that not the Shaq movie. Yeah. Uh, it's something like that. So it, maybe he is doing a superhero movie still with that, too. Um, I'm, I'm surprised he's not, like, in the Marvel universe, though. It's like, cause, yeah. like, the rock's over. He's. I guess it's only a matter of time, though, right? Yeah. But, uh, and then Edge. Edge apparently wants to play Cable. I'd rather Kevin Nash <laughs> over him. Well, is Cable, like, I, that's the thing. Like, how, in what stage, like, is Cable always, old? Uh, uh, I don't. I've never known him as old, but Edge doesn't have the the look for him. I think he could. I think Edge could pull it off. He needs the buzz cut, like. Ah, uh, so hello. You cut your hair. <laughs> I can't see. He it. had he had a short hair recently. Yeah, now he's he growing has to out be a again. Big, but I can't see it. What do you mean he's got to be big and buff? Yeah, it's a it's I movies. Don't I don't see it. CGI. Yeah, right. I don't know. So. But also, something that we uh, didn't discuss on Monday Night Raw, prior to John Cena's big return, WWE said, oh, come, come to WWE shop, get John Cena's newest t-shirt. I saw it, immediately thought it was the dumbest thing ever. Because uh, it was... You immediately confused me. <laughs> yeah, you were confused. So. But, yeah, so WWE's t-shirt idea was a parody of the Paps Blue... Blue Ribbon, which is a beer company logo for to have a John Cena thing. Um, I thought it was dumb right off the bat because it's like most of the people wearing a John Cena t-shirt with a cartoon of John Cena on it, which, by the way, looked just like Drake Younger. Agreed. Looks just just, just like referee Drake. Um, but most of the people wearing a cartoon John Cena t-shirt are, are children. So you're going to have 10-year-old kids walking in parody versions of a PBR bottle? Not the brightest. Logo. But then uh, Paps Blue Ribbon commented saying, hey, we think we got you in a chokehold called uh, Cease and Desist. Uh, 
Which I think WWE was clearly within their rights to have that as a logo. It's a clear parody. It's not the Man. same exact logo. I don't know how par- having parody stuff works. Parodies are under under copyright law and trademark stuff. I think parodies fit as like that. That's like that's the thing. Like Weird Al never. You don't. He doesn't need that's permission, true. but he goes out there for respect of the artist and yeah. gets the permission. I don't know. So it's like I don't understand why Paps Blue Ribbon posted. I guess just to show they posted a picture of John Cena in a PBR shirt as well. So I guess it's just to show like oh John Cena clearly knows the yeah. logo. But then they changed it to uh, something else that basically still looks like a beer yeah, logo. Still, but yeah. I, I was hoping they would re-release those Rise Above Hate shirts. My my old one is all. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I want another one, a newer one. Yeah. It's all torn. Uh, we have some upcoming independent uh, news, uh, matches, and stuff like that. Uh, on the 10th, you have Fight the World Wrestling taking place in Elmhurst, New York, featuring the FTW Gen X champ Grim Reefer taking on Teddy Hart. Yeah. Let's go check that out. You got on the 11th, IWC Super Indie 15 in Elizabeth. Elizabeth. It's going to be featuring a ton of the upcoming superstars like Joey Janela, Josh Alexander, and Desmond Xavier, and did more. You, did you see that stuff with him and David Starr, Joey Janela? No. All that, like, from Beyond Wrestling? No. He, like, he tried to run him over with a car and stuff? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, 6-11, June 11th, this uh, next Saturday, Global Force Wrestling versus Wrestle Pro will be taking place in Keyport, New Jersey. Uh, a bunch of the matches taking place. You're going to be seeing Chris Dickinson taking on Kevin Matthews. Bull James taking on Dan Moff. The GFW Next Gen title. Uh, number one contendership will be on the line in a gauntlet. Uh, Beefcake Charlie will be taking on Bobby Wayward, Delroy Alexander, Habib from the Car Wash, Mario Bokora, Nikos Rikos, Ronald Kingsley, and Kyle Reynolds. Yeah, and then the winner of that match will be taking on Sanjay Dutt, the next-gen t- uh, champion, um, right after that. So that should be interesting. We also have the Russell Pro Tag Team Championship on the line, Taboo Crew. Defending against Gino and JJ Timas and the uh, Aesthetic Males. Uh, making his WrestlePro debut, and I believe this is the first match back I think on so. uh, the Independence, I guess, yeah. since being released from WWE. Damian Sandow will be taking on Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Yeah. Which, uh, did, you, did you happen to watch the clip that... Brian Myers posted. Oh, with the uh, from the Chris Gethard show. Is that the the pineapple device one with Swaggle? No. Oh no. No, they no. posted uh, Chris Gethard. He hosted a show. Chris Gethard was a a um, public access TV host mm-hmm. in New York. So his stuff aired in New York, but like it increasingly grew bigger and bigger. Then he got signed. He had a show on Fuse, um, and then this past week I guess they filmed an episode for the series the season finale hopefully it's not the series finale but uh it, it was they were wrestling it was Chris Chris Gethard versus somebody from the show wrestling for Chris's existence mm-hmm. so Chris had people come in for help and Cabana was on the show before I don't know how many times but uh-huh. Cabana came in to help and Sean Waltman and Rhino were on that team and then the other team consisted of um 
a pineapple, a coconut, which were Hawkins and Buck. Mm. And uh, the guy wrestled, and then John Hamm wrestled also. John Hamm from, like, Mad Men. And I don't know. He sounds familiar. If you saw him, maybe. Yeah. He's a pretty big name person. Maybe. But uh, I, that's, that's funny to me. But so check that out. Just <laughs> check out the Chris Gethard show. Um, yeah, followed by CBA, the Merry Men and Tights, and Swaggle taking on the EJ5 and Brian Myers. Yeah, and uh, the Wrestle Pro Championship will be on the line. Champion Anthony Bowens will be taking on. Well, is he champion? Yeah. Anthony Bowens will be taking on Matt McIntosh. A lot yeah. of controversy surrounding that. The, the finish of the last match. Yeah, he Some won say, that. Uh, some say he went too far to win that title. Maybe. Um, and then you have Jeff Jarrett taking on Pat Buck in a steel cage match. That should be very, very good to check out. Yeah, don't, don't piss him off. No. Also taking place on the 11th of June, CZW Tournament of Death 11 in Townsend, Delaware. Uh, Danny Havoc's going to be there. Matt Tremont, Ricky Shane Page, Masada. Devin Moore, DJ Hyde, so much, many, many more. Yeah, go check that out if you're into that stuff. I'm not. <laughs> I can't watch it. Yeah, that's too. That yeah, tournament of death. It's too brutal for my blood. Yeah. I can't watch that. I'm like, when I see, start to see something like that, I'm, it's just a, like I'm. I have no interest to watch someone do that. Yeah. Especially for entertainment. It's. I mean, props to anybody. Not to bash anybody that does do it. Uh, but it's just as a fan, I don't like watching it. Too graphic for me. You don't. You don't even like watching like vegetables cook. No, it's especially or lo- be picked out lobsters of... boiling in the. Water. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like watching that either because then they start crying to you. Lobsters like, are a lot different than vegetables. No, no, no. They both cry. They mm. Both cry. Uh, on the eleventh, you also have Warriors wrestling taking place. Have in- you ever watched a lobster be cooked? Yes. Seriously? Yeah. Where in your house? Yeah. We get it from Jordan's Lobster Farm. Mm. See, um, I would I don't I don't eat lobster, so I just, oh, I, love lobster. I just see like if I go to like a lobster joint, I see yeah. them in the tanks, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this one's dead already. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, NYC Warriors Wrestling on the 11th. You're going to be having the No Limits Champ Darius Carter take on D'Angelo De Niro. Yeah, you're going to be seeing Team Rude Boy Riley versus Team Logan Black. The Tag Team Champs, the Hostile Collective, taking on Absolutely Caucasian. Yeah, you're going to be seeing uh, La Resistance will be there. Heidenreich, Too Cold, Scorpio, Sunny Kiss, Nikki Adams, many, many more as well. Yeah. Uh, taking place on the 12th of June. Five Borough Wrestling, Night to Remember 2, taking place in New York City, Brooklyn, probably. Uh, you're going to be seeing the Five Borough Wrestling Tag Team Champions, the Crusade for Change, taking on Brian Myers and Swoggle. Randy Summers is going to be taking on Chris Dickinson. And the Five Borough Wrestling Champion, Mike Verna, will be taking on DJ Hyde. Yeah, and on a lesser independent scale, on the same day, TNA <laughs> Slam Anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> taking place in Orlando, Florida. You're going to have the TNA Champs, the Decay, taking on the Bromance. EC3 will be taking on Mike Bennett. In a Full Metal Mayhem match, Jeff Hardy taking on Matt Hardy. Um... Okay, so they aired a clip on Uh-oh. Impact this week. It was somewhat well shot. Yeah. But what the heck? I and then TNA released, like, oh, here's the director's cut. Yeah. 
What? Why would you release that? <laughs> um, did you guys listening? Did you guys see that? Like, go watch that if you haven't. It's like they gave Matt creative control, and they're like, "Do whatever you want. We we like what you've done on the YouTube channel." I because mm. that's the kind of videos that they would yeah, put out. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, no, have fun. And it's just like, but then there were still segments like the the whole baby thing, throwing uh, Max up into Jeff right, Hardy's what's arms. Your thoughts about the baby being there for all this yelling and everything? Do you, is that kind of like not a good environment to have the baby in? With all the screaming at like each where, other. Like where Max is in Rebby's arms and Jeff yeah. Yeah, arrives there. Is this like not a good thing to have the little baby yeah. where you have Rebby yeah. yelling at the uncle and the uncle yelling at the parent? Is it this not a good environment for a little baby to be surrounded by? I don't know. I, I As long as the kid's making money, maybe. I don't I know. Guess. Is, is TNA going to be paying him? I don't know. Is he on the roster? Does he have the contract? I don't know. Not that I would actually think you would have are a they, contract. Are they anything, paying the little kid before they're paying people on the actual roster? That's a good question. Good question that we. But I have to say, the director, answer. the director's cut was much better than what they did air on Impact. It was. I still. I don't like. Yeah, I know. Very, very confusing as to because that's just yeah. not up to standards of television. Some other things: Gal Kim taking on Maria and the TNA champ Drew Galloway taking on Bobby Lashley in a pinfall or submission only in match. In a pinball or submission match. Watch it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are all the independent news and upcoming events. So Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow John at Mr. John Faust. And also, go follow Eric at Montreal Broski. That is MTL Broski. Also, go support him over at First Thing in the Morning. He just released his uh, love and relationship advice at the Broski's Love Shack. Uh, he released his Part 1 and Part 2 of Aladdin. NBA Jam, and so much more. Go give him a follow. Go l- watch them on YouTube. All that Like them stuff. on Facebook. Like on Facebook. Go support, support, support our brother, the Canadian weatherman. Also, go check out Ace Pro Wrestling, American Championship Entertainment. Uh, you can go check them out at Ace Wrestling or AceProWrestling.com. Um, it's a little bit late, but they have an event taking place, um, tomorrow on Saturday. So if you're, if you're listening to this on June 4th, make sure you're listening to this on the way driving to their event taking place in Wallington, New Jersey. You're going to be seeing, uh, you'll see a new ace champion crowned as TJ Marconi takes on Apollyon, Stockade, and Vince Steele to determine that. So much more. Jesse Vane taking on uh, Anthony Gangon. Willow Nightingale will be in action. And a lot more. So go support Ace Pro Wrestling at Ace Wrestling on Twitter. Um, also, another thing to check out. Dust and Bones, the chronicle of James Rudeboy Riley. Indie Pro Wrestling does whatever it takes to take his talents from high school gyms to national TV. Uh, they released the first trailer of this um, documentary very entertaining uh it looks very very cool to check out it's an indiegogo yeah um it's one of those so go check that out book him rudeboyriley31 at gmail.com we've been speaking about him a lot on the podcast and see watching him in his career uh 
keep on going up and up and go support this video. It's very awesome. They are taking donations and everything like that. Go help them reach their goal and support them. So, Brandon, any shout outs? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon shout outs. First shout out goes to John Cena. Uh, something else we didn't talk about during Monday Night Raw was his the, his, uh, the other part of his attire. Other than that PBR ripoff t-shirt. He was wearing uh, Ellen DeGeneres shorts. Yeah. Shorts that Ellen, that Ellen made him. And uh, he, he had said, like, oh, I'll definitely I'll wear this. And he was a man, man of his word and, and wore them. So I thought it was cool. Uh, second shout-out, we discussed it earlier, the WW2K17 commercial. Uh, I thought it was, it was pretty minimal, but it got me, got me hyped for the game. I don't know why, but... I don't know. Yeah. Considering I'm still dealing with issues from 2016. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm hyped for it. It's just like, oh, I'm always, it's always nice to see a new game. Yeah. You know, you just, you just, it's just hope. Uh, but uh, the last shout-out is a shout-out. It uh, could have been an anti-shout-out because Monday Night Raw mentioned that movie Warcraft so many times. Mm -hmm. It felt like a drinking game at one point. That movie looks terrible. Yeah. That shouldn't have been meant. Like, why? Um, was the only thing that sponsored I'm, WWE Raw? I think so. I'm just a fan. I, I haven't seen that movie. I've never played the game. No, but you I haven't feel... seen the movie because the movie didn't come out yet. You okay, the exactly. I, I've seen the trailer. But I'm a fan of uh, the lead that's in it. Uh, Ragnar from uh, Vikings. He's a good actor in that. So I'm interested. I feel like that's one of the video games that I have always wanted to play. That in Skyrim. And I feel like if I played that, I would become... Like, I would just stay in front I of my computer. I would become weird. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, like, stay in front of my computer, play that for days on end. And I already played Dungeons and Dragons. I, yeah, no, I do. <laughs> but I haven't played in a long time. But I really want to. But that those two games, I feel like I would just... Those would encompass my entire life. It would just be fun. So it could have been an anti-shout-out to the movie Warcraft. It also could have been an anti-shout-out or another or shout-out in itself to Apple. Because for whatever reason, this show almost didn't happen this week. Because my computer, uh, the logic board or whatever, I don't even know what a logic board is, failed. <laughs> but it, it's like stupid. It's like they, It's like I have to go to them to get it fixed. They know the problem is a problem. So they're like, oh, let's wait until it's actually a problem before we tell people. Nah. But they fixed it for free. It was cool. But the actual last shout-out is going to the show Lopez. It's, uh, it's George Lopez's TV show on TV Land. Um, it's like Louie, Marin, uh, Jim Gaffigan show. And honestly, that kind of uh, TV shows don't engage me. I'm not a fan of things like that. Like... I'm not a fan I, of I think they're funny. Those. I think they're funny. I don't know. Every time I hear Louie, I always think of History of the World Part 1, too. King Louie! Yeah. Like, what is it? The French Revolution scene. Yeah. Yeah. I like the show. It, it first aired in uh, March, but it's just been sitting on my DVR, and I decided to watch it. I watched 10 episodes in like a day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't sleep, and I was like 5 a.m. watching mm. Lopez. So... Check it out or don't check it out. Most Brandon likely, doesn't care whatever you Most do. likely you won't check it out anyway, but that's, uh, that's my shout-outs. Uh, moving on to 
our First and foremost, got to give it to, seriously, it has to be the, the WW2K17 commercial. It's like it, like you said before, it's not even special, the fact that Goldberg is back in the game. But uh, in some some ways it is. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a good game. I don't know. I marked out because I was at the bar with one of my friends. And I got to talk pro wrestling with some random, uh, this random group of people that are pro wrestling fans. And I got to promote marking out. And every, anytime I could talk pro wrestling, I will jump at it. See, it's um, funny because most of the times that I get the opportunity to, I try and dodge it. Really? I love it. <laughs> like, I'll talk to anybody. No, so like, I was at the bar. Sometimes it just like, it just turns into like, like, oh, they did this and they did that. And it's like, but you, like it's, they did this for a reason. Yeah. Like, oh, John Cena sucks. But like, then I'm at, then I'm at a point in a conversation where I have to explain like, no, John Cena doesn't suck. Yeah. But that's, that's and what I don't happened. like, I don't like doing I that. I love that. That's what <laughs> happened where I was doing that. And then they brought up Randy Orton being good. And I brought up all of that. And I'm like, this guy, have you seen him versus Kofi? Look at him with Anderson. He is, uh, this and this Wait, and somebody this. said Orton was bad? Or no, good. good. Orton is good. really good. He is really but good. that he's a lot better than he really is. But I... I don't know. I think you're underselling Randy Orton here. I completely am, but I don't care. But I love talking about pro wrestling, so I got to do that. And even the commissioner of one of my fantasy baseball leagues, I got to talk pro wrestling with him because uh, he grew up watching wrestling, so we got to talk about like the old school, the golden era and stuff like that. How but many, well, how and many then, fantasy leagues are you in? Just one. Did you see Taz, I think, is doing a mock draft for the no, no, WWE? No. Do you would you ever do a mock draft for this? No. I think mock drafts are dumb. I, I don't I mean, you guys out there, if you guys are doing it's, mock drafts, whatever, but Nah. I think those are stupid. Nah. I would never say that to Taz's face though, but <laughs> not that he would hit me, right? He wouldn't hit uh, me. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think he would hit me. But uh, so. yeah, so that was that was our mark out moment of the week. Thanks thank, for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for checking us out. Two seventy eight. Uh, check us out. Markingout.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Follow us on Twitter at Marking Out at BTTG161 at Dave the Rave underscore MO. YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Everything, everything, everything slash Marking Out or Marking Out 11. And we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a wonderful week.